Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. We're glad that you joined us. The Detroit News reports that General Motors will announce an investment of $450 million later today in the two plants involved in production of its plug-ins, the Chevy Volt and Cadillac ELR. That jibes well with reports that the Volt will get redesigned to go on a new platform, will get a three-cylinder engine generator, and will get a longer, pure EV driving range. And boy, does it need it. Sales of the Chevy Volt are starting to slow down fast, even though the car has been on the market for really less than four years. Sales are down 15% so far this year. GM will reportedly add 1,400 jobs to the Hamtramck assembly plant and its battery pack assembly plant in Brownstown Township, both of which are in Michigan. Hey, are diesels soon going to outsell hybrids, plug-ins, and EVs in the American market? It sure looks like it could happen. Last month, diesels outsold hybrids once again, and they're closing the gap with the green car group as a whole. As we reported last week, hybrids, plug-ins, and EVs as a group saw their sales fall 2.3% last month, but diesel sales were up 23%, and they're closing the gap fast. I wouldn't be surprised if diesels outsell the green cars this month. And what makes this even more newsworthy is that they're doing it without any kind of government subsidies or support. Chevy's going to offer an all-new 8-speed automatic transmission for the 2015 Corvette Stingray, similar to the one found in the Z06. The 8L90, as it's officially called, upshifts eight hundredths of a second faster than the Porsche 911 equipped with the DCT, and it's eight pounds lighter and 5% more fuel efficient than the six-speed automatic it replaces. With the new transmission, GM claims the Corvette is the most efficient supercar on the market. Well, you know, we would have seen this eight-speed sooner, but it got delayed because of the company's bankruptcy. And it would not surprise me to see it migrate to other cars in GM's lineup, like the Camaro or the rear-drive Cadillacs. Let's stick with GM a minute because I know I've been reporting a lot on this defective ignition switch, but I got something more to say about it. So far, GM's defense strategy seems to be, let's blame this on the old GM. Let's blame it on a culture of cost cutting that did not put the customer first. I don't like this strategy, and here's why. The first thing is, every car company in the world focuses intently on cost. That's nothing new. This is one of the most hyper-competitive industries in the world. The second point is, the old GM initiated hundreds of recalls in the 2000 to 2008 timeframe. Hundreds! So if cost-cutting culture is to blame for this, then why did the company do such a thorough job of recalling so many other vehicles? How come the defective ignition switch is the only one that got swept under the rug? Or are there others out there that we haven't learned about? Seems to me that the problem is not so much the cost-cutting culture of the old GM, but rather a problem with individuals who wanted to protect their careers and would not authorize a recall on their watch. 
Anyway, that's my AutoLine Insight for the day. And coming up next, we're going to take a look at the all-new Chrysler 200. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. The midsize sedan segment is one of the largest and most competitive in the U.S. market. That's why Chrysler desperately needed to update its outdated midsize offering, the 200. Here's Seamus McElroy with a look at the company's new sedan. Compared to the outgoing model, the styling of the new 200 is more elegant and upscale. The front end features a new signature grille with the Wing Chrysler logo. Inside is just as nice with soft touch materials in all the right spots and the layout of the climate and infotainment controls creates a nice cockpit-like feel. The interior is also very quiet thanks to special attention from engineers. The, the work that we've done even underneath the carpet to absorb noise that might come up through the floor pan, the acoustic wheel liners and treatment there to keep the road noise again outside of the cabin, the fact that we do have laminated side glass and acoustic windshield available, those are more things that we've done uh, to provide a nice quiet cabin experience for the driver. Two engines are available, a 2.4 liter Tiger Shark inline four cylinder with 184 horsepower, which Chrysler says is 13% more fuel efficient than the outgoing model, and a 3.6 liter Pentastar V6 with 295 horsepower and 262 pound-feet of torque is also offered. Both engines are mated to a 9-speed automatic transmission. And unlike some of its competitors, the 200 offers all-wheel drive. Our all-wheel drive system is available on the V6 engines, and it is a fully disconnecting all-wheel drive system, which sets us apart in that when it's not on, uh, it's disconnected both at the power takeoff unit on the transmission as well as the rear drive unit in the rear axle. The benefits are that there's no losses then, right? There's nothing spinning that's not actually driving the car. So from a fuel efficiency standpoint, I'm not driving anything that's unnecessary. Uh, All-wheel drive in the, in the base car uh, also turns itself on and off depending upon the road conditions, the weather conditions, where I am with the throttle position, what it sees at the wheel speed sensors, those kind of things, and it's seamless. The driver doesn't have to do anything. In order to get that uh, kind of safety benefit, if you will, the traction benefits of all-wheel drive. When I move to S, and I, I put the shifter in the S position, all-wheel drive is on all the time. With a bias of torque toward the rear, I can deliver up to 60% of the torque to the rear axle if that's what the car seems to be calling for. I drove both engines with front-wheel drive. Each engine performed well in the hilly, twisty back roads of Kentucky, and despite having 100 less horses than the V6, the four-cylinder doesn't feel underpowered compared to it. Pricing for the new 200 starts just under $23,000, and the top-trim V6 model I tested, which was loaded up with amenities, cost just over $33,000. Overall, I like the new 200. It's definitely a step up from the previous model, but as I mentioned, it's in a very competitive segment, so we'll have to watch the sales numbers to see how customers respond to the changes made to the car. You know, personally, I cannot wait to drive that car myself. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.